There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dr. Light Show. My name is Josh here with Jim Price. Hello. You are the only Jim Price. That's Jim, how right. are you doing today? Doing good, sir. Doing good. How was your uh, weekend in Minnesota? How was Minnesota this weekend? It rained a little bit, but other than yeah. that, it was it was good. It was good. It wasn't a bad yeah. weekend. I got a lot done, which is good. What about you? We got, how a, was your we got a pretty good in, uh, uh, turd floater on Saturday night, so we got a little rain came in and washed all of our sins away. Oh my goodness! Oh. <laughs> a, a frog drowner, uh, a gutter swell. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to call it? Anyway, no, we had a good, good rain. So, yeah, yeah, good we stuff. got the same thing here. So, very cool, very cool. Well, you know this uh, this situation unraveling has been anything um, but boring, and uh, you know the talk of the town right now. Is Trump's retruth this weekend? Have you seen this? Yeah, the one where um, you come after me, I'm coming after you. Well, that's that one? one of them. That's one of them. Oh. That was what the the media was going after on Friday. But the one I'm talking about actually is uh, th- this woman, and her name is I can find it here in one second. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I guess I'm uh, Doctor Jan Helper Hayes. And right. she's a friend of Donald Trump. She worked on his transition team. She was on a, a board of trust for the DOD. And she was interviewed on uh, Great Britain, uh, the GBN, Great Britain Network in, in England. Mm-hmm. And they're, uh, you know, trying to throw down uh, Donald Trump. Like, oh, my goodness, another indictment, and rightfully so. And she goes, no, 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 no. Maybe you don't understand. And she started talking about Executive Order 13848, which is um, the actions taken against people who uh, commit election interference, foreign entities and people, to where they mm-hmm. get to take all their uh, their valuables. Right. She mentioned the, uh, the Act of 1871, how Joe Biden is a legitimate president of the now defunct United States America Corporation under the Act of 1871. What many people don't know is that Donald Trump traveled... Uh, to England, traveled to the Vatican, which are the two financial hotspots forming the uh, what we call the financial financial triangle between D.C., London, and Vatican. Right. And he told the Queen, "No more, it's done," and separated from them. Then he went and told the Pope and took all of our gold out of the Vatican Bank. Um, and wow. she even talked about how there is four planes that carried the U.S. gold out of the Vatican Bank. Um, and this is a woman who knows. And Donald Trump retruthed this. Really? So we're going to finally have this conversation out loud about the the, contract, uh, the uh, Corporation of 1871? Oh, yeah, we're going to finally have this conversation. The Act of 1871, yeah. And she brought it up and said that uh, Donald Trump basically reestablished the United States of America as a non-corporation that was bankrupt. And Joe Biden's job is basically to bankrupt the rest of the corporation, uh, which, which is kind of interesting. And so for, for people who aren't familiar out there, the Act of 1871 <clears> – <throat> is kind of a it's a document that establishes Washington DC as a corporation 
where the Mm -hmm. board of directors are the Senate and Congress and the chief executive officer are the president. And it really establishes rules and rights and regulations for the corporation. Um, If you have ever owned a corporation or anything of that nature, you know there's bylaws. That's basically what it establishes is the bylaws of Washington, D.C. The problem with it is that there is a little clause in there pertaining to jurisdiction. And it states that wherever federal authority is incurred within the United States, the bylaws authority extends to. So, yeah, so basically people are like, well, in my state, uh, you know, I have state land and federal property. The federal property would be an extension of that, which makes sense. But there's something else here. Okay. Now, let me ask you this, Jim. Are legal documents a part of property? Hmm. Well, um, are legal documents part of property? Um, if the documents are either pertain to or described in the individual who possesses them, yeah, I would say they're their property. Well, l- let's just say that the government creates a document. Okay. Is that federal property? No, it's the people's property. No, no, no. Under the Act of 1871. Oh, 1871. Yeah, that would be a corporate entity. That would be... Yeah, the corporate entity produces a document. That document is that, that, that corporation's property, right? Right. Okay. Birth certificate. Yep. Belongs to them. Social security We number. belong to them. We belong to them, yeah. Their bond numbers. Tax IDs. Dr- driver's licenses. What, what that does is that extends the legal entity, the legal document of the creation of your legal entity to the ownership of the corporation, which means that the bylaws of that corporation extend to you. Right. Hmm. That sovereign yeah. citizen movement, they, 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 they knew what they were talking about. It's just yeah. the, 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 the corporation doesn't care right. when you fall under its authority. And so very interesting there. And, uh, you know, this is going to be very interesting to see how all of this unfolds over the next uh, six months. Donald Trump is in a, a premier p- position to contest the 2020 election. And that means by bringing up all of the evidence from 2016, from 2018, Russia, 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 he, he gets to litigate everything. What, what if he did this? Let me ask you a question. What if he went back and said, you know what? I agree with Feinstein and Schumer and Nadler and all these others, and I think we should go back and look at the 2016 election. Wouldn't that say, you know, like, hey, I'm going to use your guys' words that said that the 2016 election wasn't legitimate, it wasn't valid, and I'm going to go back and I'm going to prosecute the 2016 election. How about that? See, then would that would they then suddenly change their tune that 2016 was just fine? I don't know. I, I mean, you got to ask the question. But I think that what's going to come out of this trial, and, mm-hmm. and by the way, if people go and listen to my podcast last week, you'll hear me say that Trump's legal team is going to make two primary moves. The first move is going to be recusal of the drudge and then change of venue and location to Virginia. Um, Trump's team announced that yesterday. So I was spot on with that. 
And then I said, mm-hmm. when both of those motions are denied, they're going to appeal this to the Supreme Court. All right, and now, yeah. And now there's rumblings that that's exactly the case. So, well, that's for that Lloyd Brunson. Get that. Yep, that Lloyd Brunson 11. case comes in. Yeah, that that brings a whole another ball of wax into this whole thing. So, it's gonna get exciting times. Gonna get interesting. I'm yeah, telling you, like it, it. it's um, the the deep state they messed up on this one. Donald Trump knew if they persisted and continued to come after him, right, that they would finally eventually get him. And Jack Smith. Basically, with the indictments that came. By the way, the indictments, if, if you read the indictments, are, are a lie. So Jack Smith utilized various quotes from Donald Trump, but he, he omitted words from the quotes. How can you? Okay, guys. How? Okay, this, this right here. This carries a, a cause of credibility where every DA, every prosecutor, every small town uh, you know, DA in the country... This is destroying their reputation. This is destroying their credibility. This is taking away from the thin blue line and the and the and the judicial system that we have in our country, and it is undermining that authority exponentially. If they're going to show that they're willing to, with this much of a highlighted case, I mean, we're not talking about you know, hey, I'm going after Jim Price. I'm going to do some doctrine and this and that. This is the most watched over. Scrutinized, checking the dots and crossing the T's and the all the different stuff, right? Of all the cases to kind of flub it up on to really not get it right to go ahead and doctor the information. This is not the one to do it. Do it on somebody who doesn't have an attorney. Do it on somebody who does like you. You do every day, but don't do it on this one. And this one shows that these people have no credibility, no no real staying power because if they're willing to do this where they leave omit out words. Then how do you expect me to live my life at a higher standard than you can live your own? There's a credibility issue there for me. I don't know if that makes sense. Sorry. Well, th- there is. And and here's the thing is that Jack Smith can face charges for the plagiarism of this indictment. Right. And so, you know, once this gets into a courtroom and Donald Trump has subpoena power to call in Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, John Brennan... Oh, uh-huh. this is going to be glorious. I don't think people realize exactly what is happening. But you know what? Jim, we called this. My, my podcast, oh, yeah. my team, we called this back in 2020. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I said exactly this was going to happen. They're going to come after him. He'll be the first arrest. Once he's arrested, he'll have subpoena power. He's going to call up all of these people and all of these crimes that he has ample evidence for by the way right. by the way remember remember the declass remember the classified documents declassified documents remember this uh-huh oh yeah 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 donald trump has the goods on everybody and he declassified it before he left he's not a stupid man which means uh-huh. that in this trial, how do you enter evidence legally? These By bringing him into court. Yeah, th- these documents he gets to enter into the court legally, mm-hmm. which means that this the, the the crossfire hurricane declassified report, Hillary Clinton's emails declassified report, because what he has to show, okay, is right. th- showing the evidence that the 2020 election was stolen is not going to be difficult. No. Okay. 
But the question is intent. Why? We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. Now, Jim, what would yeah. intent be? Why would the Democrats want to steal the 2020 election and remove Donald Trump from power? Well, to maintain their own power, right? To get well, back to, what to, they thought yeah, they had lost. To get back their own power. But that, you know, yeah. in, in a court of law, you have to show intent. I mean, there's a long history of power transferred between presidents and Congress and all that stuff. So that doesn't necessarily do it. Mm-hmm. What would be the Well, what about the uh, paid dossier? The judge mm. who was overseeing the court in Washington, D.C. was actually working with the law firm at the same time the dossier was written in the law firm that she worked for while she also represented... I mean, you talk about that part? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, that, that's why they're moving for the recusal. But what right, I'm right. talking about is that Donald Trump was uncovering the crimes of the deep state. Right. <clears throat> and he has record of the crimes. He has the crimes. And see, yeah, that oh, now gets put on trial. And yes, criminal criminal indictments can come from another court case. And right. so I think what we're about to... It, by the way, is if this happens before the 2024 election, which I'm hoping mm-hmm. that it gets appealed to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court hears it immediately... And it is publicly broadcast because Adam Schiff, I don't know if you saw Adam Schiff move to have this publicly broadcast, which is like, really? <laughs> Please. But if Please. it goes, let's just say, let's assume it goes to the Supreme Court and it's publicly broadcast. That's never and happened before. Donald Trump shows conclusively that he won the 2020 election. Do you know what happens right then? They have to give it to him, don't they? Yeah, they have to give it to him. Not only do they have to give it to him. Jim. Yeah. But they have to give him the four years. Oh, that's gonna owie. Owie, 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 owie. What if he what if he introduces into their uh uh Uncle Barry's birth certificate? Because remember well, he was a he was a, a, a birth certificate denier or whatever it was. Well, what they call a, that? What they That's an interesting story, that? isn't it? I mean yeah. Barack Obama's personal chef, who's been with them for twelve years. Died in a paddleboarding accident, drowning in eight feet of water, who was a proficient swimmer, and had someone paddleboarding right next to him. And that person swimming right next to him on a paddleboard was, Uh well, the police won't disclose it, was Barack Obama. Because Barack Obama paddleboards, like, daily. And, uh, you know, curious how Barack Obama didn't go to help this guy. Especially when he was coming out with memoirs that kind of said that uh, Barack Obama's gay and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So, oh, what? Yeah, he is? That's a thing? I didn't I didn't realize it. <laughs> maybe I, maybe he was Barack Obama's secret lover. I don't know. But there's... Uh, uh, was he a thruple with them? Is that what we're calling it? Their thruple? Maybe. Maybe. A thruple? Yeah. Uh, th- uh, yeah. Big Mike, Bra- uh, Barry, and uh, the chef? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a thruple when it's three of the same, I think, is how they determine that. I don't know. Who's making up this? Okay, Josh, is there a meeting that we're missing? Is there something that we're supposed to put on our Google schedule or something that so we could get in on these Zoom calls where they start making up the new definitions for new words? Yeah, is there, I is there, so. Is there a committee that we're not a part of? <laughs> well, hey, Jim, let you me know, ask you. What? Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Ask your question. Ask your question. I want to ask you a question, man. I've been saving this one forever. 
No, I want to know this one. This is uh, so we we watched Donald Trump roll into D.C. and we watched him roll in, and he walked in and walked out. Now he's being charged with crimes with the the hanging judge, the judge who's allowed no bail, has uh, you know upped all the jail sentences, all the fines, all that. Every time she does a, a prosecution or persecution of a J sixer, she goes in and ups everything. Why is it that John, Donald J. Trump was able to walk in and walk out and not be held without bond like all the other J6ers if he's being accused of J6 crimes? You see what I'm saying? Why is it that he walked out, but all these other J6ers two years later are still sitting there and a lot of them in solitary confinement? Well, one of the main reasons I would say is because he's the former president in Donald Trump and that yeah. he, he has the ability to make bond. Um, if that judge had basically denied him bond, um, uh-huh. there probably would have been riots in the street in Washington D.C. I was really hoping that's what she was going to do. I think I, I, I wanted. I, think I wanted to see them were, pull that. We're curious if they're going to do that, and I think Donald Trump actually made mention of it this last weekend, saying, "I'll go to jail. Put me in jail. See what happens." And see, uh-huh. he knows. He understands that the moment they put him in jail, a million MAGA come break him out. Um, and as unfortunate as that would be, you know, th- this is the state of the world right now. So w- it's going to be an epic next 18 months. But we have to get through the other stuff because here's the thing. Donald Trump has absolutely decimated the globalist narrative. Mm-hmm. So, you, you, so people like to say the deep state is like this global organization. The deep state is just local here in the United States. You you had the globalists, which are the extension of them, right? The the the, the right. puppet masters, if you want to call it that. And their agenda of ESG, DEI, global climate change, of of um, you know unified ledger cryptocurrency, all this stuff, th- this is dying, and it's dying very fast. And the reason is, is because yep. they lost control of the narrative, they lost control of the media. And because they do not control how people get information anymore, this has decimated their agenda. And they're holding on to it with every fiber of their being, just trying to progress it and implement it into businesses that they own. But here's the thing, just like Budweiser, right? Pe- people, people will choose. The next, the next company that goes woke, guess what's going to happen? up you're done budweiser yep. I, I don't know how their stock is increasing in price because <laughs> they are losing money hand over fist their, their last quarterly revenue showed this but it, it it makes no sense that their stocks keeps gaining traction unless there's financial institutions out there pumping money to keep that stock stabilized. And that's exactly what's happening. And that money comes directly from the Federal Reserve. And so it's like the Fed prints the money behind in overnight liquidity markets, gives it to these corporations as debt, writes the debt off at the end of the year, and then those corporations buy back their own stock. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's a scam. It's a scam. The price of that stock is sitting at $58. It should be like 10 it should be like $10. And they're bringing in revenue? They're only bringing in revenue from supplementary products. Nobody is buying Bud Light. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Well, we got to... And that's, again, that's the power of the money, right? We've talked about this. 
vote with your money. Well, how do you do it, right? This is how you do it. You vote with your money. This is there's so many other things out there. Um, like I don't do Jesus Chicken anymore. When they got the DEI uh, vice president over there at Chick Fil A, I quit eating Chick Fil A. And mm. sad part of it is I enjoyed their food. I thought it was great. I enjoyed their 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 people. But if you're gonna go woke on that, you're not getting my dollars. I'm out. Yeah. Well, I, I don't eat the Jesus chicken. I just uh, I try to stay away from the Jesus chicken. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you see the 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 studies where they're talking about now how that the rise in estrogen and lower birth uh, um, rates of men have actually started when we started consuming chicken more in 1971? I did not see that. Yeah, they're showing that. that remember the other white meat uh, commercials that started coming out? It's all happened in the early 70s, along with some other stuff. But there's there's they have. I'm not sure what the correlation is. You know, I like chicken, right? You know, I've got chickens. Um, but they are saying now that there is a possibility that there's some type of an effect within the chicken. Uh, I, I'm gonna have to go back and try to see what the correlation is. But why is it 1971 we're seeing uh, these different illnesses come in, different things happening? But yet we went from eating red meat as our primary, like 90% of all of our meat we would consume was was red meat. And then the 1970s we started switching over to chicken, and now chicken is considered to be like the 80% of what we eat. So I'm wondering if that hasn't something to do with the the chemical makeup within the the chicken. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not sure on that one. I, so. I don't know if it's the chemical makeup in the chicken. I think that it was the uh, the antibiotics, the hormone treatments that they started giving to the chicken oh, to make yeah. them more plump and bigger. Um, right. So th- that makes more sense to me. Yeah. Well, and that's what everybody starts saying. Oh, we don't do antibiotics in our chicken. We don't do this and that, but... I don't know. Okay, here's the thing. Why pump the chicken breast full of water and whatever else you're putting in there? Why not just sell me the chicken breast and I'll pay the extra? Don't put water in there to fake like I'm getting, you know, 10 pounds of chicken in a bag out out of the freezer. Oh, look, it's a 10-pound bag of freezer, but you actually take all the water out and you find out you get about five pounds of chicken. Why not just let me have five pounds of chicken? Right. You know, just charge me for a real five pounds. Well, because they can they can create a twenty pound chicken and sell it to you for twenty pounds of chicken. That's why <laughs> the water increases the weight. I mean, have you ever gone like um, when you go to the grocery store and they have those styrofoam little packages with the meat or the chicken in it, and they have those right. little pads underneath? Oh yeah. Remove the meat and then weigh the pads. Weigh, weigh the styrofoam and pads and see how much it weighs. You'll be astounded because you're paying for that. Are you really? Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Yeah, it absorbs all the water. Well, all right. I, I just, I, I just, I don't get it. I, I, I am. I, what the the idea of the uh, false advertising? I guess it would be. Well, we went from Donald Trump to chicken. All right, we'll be right back with more Dr. Light Show after this. All right, Jim Price, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. We talked a little bit about those med beds last week. I want you to talk to me about these med beds again. I want you to convince me because, you know, I got muscle soreness and pain. I work Mm -hmm. out. I get sore. um, Allergies. My immune system. What are the benefits of this med bed thing? Well, the the, the best part of it is, is it's a simple process. 
right? It's not like you have to go out and get IVs, change a lot of different food patterns, do all these different things. You don't have to go get psychological evaluations or anything like this. This mat is literally just a mat you get to lay on, and it has a computer board that'll go in there. And let's say you have different things that you're feeling, you know, you're having illnesses from, like you said, sore muscles. Uh, You just went and did a workout. You can actually go in and do a, a workout recovery with this med bed that will cause your the frequency in your muscles to harmonize back to the original, and then helps detox the uh, uric acids and the um, different things that the in, inside of the muscle tissue itself. But then also there's things for depression. There's also things for falling asleep. There's morning. There's a morning routine you can do when you first get out of bed. There's a, a routine you go right before you go to sleep. There's ways to actually help control. Your sleep, your your sleep patterns, but also your bu- your body's reconstruction of itself. I've been able to go in and start doing things for my stomach, and I could like I was having you know my stomach was killing me, right? I had a lot of heartburn going on. I went there, stomach ache, you know, and really it just says stomach ache on the on the screen. Scroll right there, boom, hit that, push start. It's a twelve minute cycle. I lay down for twelve minutes, and I can literally as the Matt is working on the four Tesla coils and the infrared. As it's working on my body, I can feel the pain leaving my body. And I didn't put anything in there. I didn't take Tums. I didn't take a nan acid or anything like that. I simply laid on the bed. And this is where the difference is. I just I have been so amazed by this. I keep thinking, you know, well, come on, it kind of helps or whatever. But I have literally watched this change my life where I seek out my med bed now for when I know I've got things that aren't feeling right. And even that, it has any things that anxiety, uh, all kinds of stuff, you know, stroke, uh, heart, heart issues, uh, the heart troubles, these are all on there, and they do things to bring your body back to the original frequency that it belongs to. You know, it, it, it's interesting because people who suffer from insomnia or uh-huh. people who find it hard to wake up in the morning, this actually helps them. Yeah, absolutely it does. People and that's the, that's the part where people don't pay pain. attention to that. People who you know, have chronic like, pain. Yes, absolutely. Oh. See, that's the thing is that a lot of these things like Crohn's disease or IBS and things like that where we deal with these intestinal issues or depression issues, a lot of times it's because of things are out of balance. They're out of sync inside of our body. We don't have to live that way. We could literally just retune the frequency in our body back to its original and it, it works. And it has updates. The, com- the company sends updates to things to make sure that their programming is up to where it needs to be and that the, your, your unit is working the way it should. has a great warranty with it and a great customer service. And you could ask you know, me or Josh if you have any questions about your med bed. You can come to us and we could talk to you about it, help you walk through it. But I have seen such amazing improvements. I have people that actually bought these beds, and then they let people, their neighbors, come over throughout the day and use these because they are working with dementia they are working with memory loss. They are working with cognitive issues. And these med beds are showing a marked improvement for their neighbors. Oh, that's amazing, Jim. You know, I, I haven't used one. I, I've used like the the smaller ones, not the as sophisticated right. as this one. This one is pretty sophisticated. But for that's anybody right. out there who's interested in learning more about these, you can go to redpills.tv slash medbed. That's really easy. I'm going to spell it for you. So you ready? R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash M-E-D-B-E-D. Redpills.tv slash MedBed. And check it out. 
I mean, these things, they work. I mean, your body is frequency. It, 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 and this isn't like woo-woo. Like, quite literally. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, we should do a, a show this week on Royal Rife. We should discuss Royal Rife. And the the Christian doctor's whole perspective on this and the inventions that he developed utilizing frequencies to heal cancer, chronic pain, heart disease, anything that you can think of. He had a whole set of frequencies. And so the med bed operates very, very similar to what Royal Rife was trying to do. Right. Yeah. Now, and that's what it is. Remember that, guys. We've always talked about this. Your frequency, the, everything around you is frequency. So don't you want to harmonize what you have so that you work well with the environment around you? That's a great deal. Like, you know, like yeah. tuning a piano. You know, all the chords could be great, but that one, blink, you want to make sure that one's tuned in as well. That's right. All right, guys. If you want to check that out, that is redpills.tv slash medbed. R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash M-E-D-B-E-D. All right. We'll be right back with more of the Dark Delight Show right after this, guys. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight Show. Now, Jim, do you think it's going to be a big news week? Do you think we're going to have a lot of crazy stuff happening this week? Well, I, I think it's only going to ramp up, but I do believe that this this going into this fall is going to be worth it. Now, are we? Is Trump going to? When's the first court date for this Trump case in D.C.? The other ones are about next year, but when are they going to have his first court date? Are they still not trying to do it this year, like next year in May? I, I don't think we know. What? Now, wait, that doesn't make any sense because if you're going into court, if you're doing your arraignment, your first appearance, the first thing they do is while they're standing there with your judge and the DA and everybody else and everybody else's. You know, calendars. Okay, when do you have your next available? When do you when do when do you want to do your next your your your, your next appearance? And so that should have all been announced. And this is what really kind of confuses me about all of Trump's cases. Do not follow per court regular per court procedures. Well, how are they following court procedures on this? Probable cause statement, first appearance. Then you got your you know you got to start scheduling your 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 uh, jury selection. I mean, all this different stuff. And there's no new court date coming up? They're still working on that? That doesn't sound typical. Your your guess is as good as mine, Jim Price. (laughs) No, I get it, man. I just don't know. It seems like there's just a lot of goofy stuff that we don't get to, you know, real have good uh, answers for. So, I don't know why. Well, and we're not lawyers. (laughs) That's the key to remember there, Jim. We're not lawyers. Um, there's something out there about the 28th, so we'll have to see if there's going to have another little, uh, you know, Trump's going to fly back to D.C. real quick on his jet. Oh, okay. And see if something, something coming up on the, on the end of the month. We'll see. I, I, a lot of this just doesn't, I mean, I know we say we're not lawyers, Josh, but we are very, very observant human beings, you and I. Oh, we And are. between the two of us, we can't seem to figure out why it isn't these things going normal. It's like, well, because it, it, there's something else here. And I think what we were talking about in that first half hour about how this is a this is an evolution of well, I think this is I think this right now is the court of public opinion. So I think that you're gonna have like a court of public opinion where you're gonna see uh people going and saying, uh, oh well, this isn't how you should do this. This isn't uh yeah, yeah, uh and do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I do, I do. Yes. Uh you know, 
Russia and China have made some um, some encroaches on Alaska uh-huh. and, and towards the Aleutian Islands. There, Jackson's on the on the line. He wants to talk a little bit about this. Jackson, what's up, man? All right. Yeah, I mean that is really a, a topic to be known about here, man. I mean, we have a feeble, weak-minded Chinese globalist agent in the White House. I think anyone with a brain will not debate this. Okay, mm-hmm. we now have our nation's depleted energy gas reserves gone. We don't produce our own energy. The oil-producing nations have shut us off. We can't even put gas in the tank to go chase them away right now. And my my point is, has the Biden voting idiot public seen enough? What else do we need to see? And we're turning our heads towards orange man man bad trials. What is going on here, man? Well, yeah. it, it, it's exactly what the media narrative wants you to think is going on. You know, Russia encroaching on the uh, Arctic Circle or Alaska is, is nothing new. This happens about once every three months. Um, Russia and China doing it together in drills, that is an instigation. That is them trying to test our defenses. Um now, I don't think that China or Russia are stupid enough to attack the United States of America, especially from the north. It doesn't make much sense. They're doing just a great job right now by buying our politicians, buying our farmland, and, and crashing our economy. They don't need to utilize warfare to do that. Yeah, um, I agree with that. But, but a lot of the stuff that you said, you're right, that our strategic petroleum reserve has been depleted. Joe Biden had to go and buy oil from the Russians to refill it. I mean, yeah. come on, people. And you're right. Has, has America seen enough? Well, you know, it's interesting, Jackson. I watch uh, a lot of videos. I do a lot of research on this stuff. And what I've been seeing is Democrats being asked in the street, what do you think of Joe Biden? They said, we hate Joe Biden, too. Well, why'd you vote for him? I didn't vote for him. I voted for someone else. Well, wait. The majority of Democrats that I'm hearing don't like Joe Biden and didn't vote for him, especially the minority ones. So the question is, is how did this guy get more votes than Barack Obama and Donald Trump? He didn't. They stole the election. And what you'll find out, hopefully, after all this is over, Jackson, is that not very many people voted for Joe Biden and that it was the steal of the century. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Is he but, still at Jackson? You still there? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm just listening. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. But, but yeah, I mean, I agree with her. I mean, I know that election was stolen. I mean, I am a, you've got to be a complete idiot not to understand that Joe Biden couldn't fill a shoe box for a rally and he gets 80 million votes after he says we have the best voter fraud system in place right now, two years before the election. Exactly. Yeah, yep. That's good. Exactly. Good well, catch. Jackson, appreciate the call, my man. Thank you much. You take care. Have a good one. Yeah. You know, Jim, it, it, it makes yes, a lot of sense. Joe Biden shouldn't be president. Well, well, again, see, the, I, I, guys, I really think that we're missing kind of the, the simple, simplicity of this. It is the court of a public opinion that we're switching around. It's the people that are now, like you just said, they're like, well, I didn't vote for that guy. And, well, I'm not happy I did or this or that. So this is where you go back and you say, okay, what 
you know, what are we doing here? Why are we doing this? Why are we watching Trump travel back and forth and back and forth, all these court dates and all that stuff? Why is it? Because it's court of public opinion to see, well, if you're willing to do this this guy, then what about my sins? What about the things that I you, you think that I have done wrong? What are you going to do to me? And that's one of the things that I ranted about on my show was it either Wednesday or it was either Tuesday or Wednesday last week. I'm like, guys, you know, if you don't like my yelling and you don't like how I'm yelling about this situation, how I'm upset about this, that we have a, 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 a banana republic effect here. Well, then what are you doing? What are you doing in turn? What are you going to make? What are you going to make the difference in? Are you going to get in line? Are you going to do something about it? You don't like how I yell. Well, then you do it better. And the sad part of this is, is this is at least a spurring a conversation that we could say, okay, now, now we're having the conversation. Now, what's the court of public opinion say? Do you believe that our judicial system has an issue? Do you believe our voting system has a, has a credibility issue? And I think we can do that with all these topics: a credibility issue with not with voting, a credibility issue with our military, credibility issue within our our vo- uh, our uh, legislators. We know of a credibility issue within our DOJ, credibility with even within the the Supreme Court. We got some issues there, don't we? And obviously, on the administration side, that part of our government, we have a problem there as well. So there's, I think there's uh, this core of public opinion. I think that's what the big thing is here. We're going to change. People are going to finally say, you know what? This we have kind of gone too far. We need to recycle this and uh, refresh this constitution that we we know that we should belong to. One hundred percent, Jim Price. We yes, need sir. to bring back America. America. We're here to rebirth you. <laughs> yeah, no, I think so. And I, and again, what, imagine this. So how many people have you talked to about the sound of music that you've heard like, ah, screw them kids. Yeah, human trafficking, whatever. I got other things going on. Yeah, have, you, have you had that? Have, or have you seen, heard of more of a unified... The sound, of, sound of freedom, not the sound of music, Jim. Oh, I say sound of music. Sorry, sound of freedom. I was like, I'm well, sitting that, here going that one too. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you know those Austrians. You know that whole uh, the singing Austrians. Oh, those guys holding up. Screw those kids. Um, no, but you, you don't hear that, right? It's the sound of music that people really have to pick a side, and the one side doesn't really make you sound like a good person. So if you're like, yeah, screw those kids. Human trafficking is just part of life. Get over it. <laughs> you're not going to say that. So now we get to have a unified conversation about something that really I think is going to move the needle. Uh, because why? Save the kids, right? Isn't that what kind of what the tunnels and all the other stuff was about as well? Yeah. Save yeah, the kids. Exactly. Yeah. Boy. Uh, all right. Yep. Well, okay. Go. Well, I, was yeah. wait, I thought we were coming into a break there. Oh. <laughs> Up there. It there is. it is. All right. <laughs> all right. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to yeah. the Dark Delight show. And Jim Price. Yes, sir. So, a lot of things happening. We know this. This month is uh, going to be a big month. We have the BRICS nations introducing their global reserve currency. Um, we have Russia that just absolutely demolished Ukraine, took out their last remaining military um, um, airport this last weekend, um, annihilated a whole bunch of Ukrainian soldiers on the battlefield. Right. This is not going good for the West. Um, I've seen we, this before. When we back the wrong guys. <laughs> yeah, I've seen this before. And Jim, we are in the prelude to World War Three. 
you heard about the security um, agreement they're going into, right? That uh, America has now entered into negotiations with Ukraine to create a security agreement, meaning that if they and also they're going into this with you, uh, other UN members, you can see the writing on the wall. This whole thing. So the security agreement they're going into, they're going to go in there and say, oh. Well, we're going to make sure if anybody touches you, if they touch you in the bad spot, we're going to go and kick their butts. And so we're going into this whole big, you know, thing where we're going to end up defending Ukraine because we said we would. So we're get, we're just putting ourselves right in the way. This is this we are doing this purposely right now. They they've done it. We're we're in a, we're not in a good spot over there. Well, All it's going to take is the wrong soldier getting killed or the wrong missile going the wrong way and it will never go the wrong way it'll go right where it was attended but they'll say it was a mistake and then they'll say it's russia and then they'll say we have to go out and anyway so well gulf of tonkin right yep. oh my god there's a fire on a u.s warship in the gulf of tonkin vietnam did it let's go get them Fifty thousand marines later hey uh that, that was just a basket on fire in the bathroom oh it's okay we already got the fifty thousand marines there we'll stay in <laughs> vietnam for a decade that's just diesel exhaust from the engine. Why are you? What do you mean? What's on fire? Yeah, <laughs> nice. I mean that—that's how they do it. And right now, yeah. I don't know if you saw this, but um, a a port in Turkey just blew up. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yep, port in Turkey just blew up a little about an hour and a half ago, and no, uh, they no. were loading grain onto a ship when it blew up. Now, why is that interesting? Because grain is – so basically what happened last week? Last week, uh, the United Nations blamed Russia for terrorism within the Black Sea for halting the shipments of grain and other foods. And this week, a NATO nation, Turkey's port, blows up while filling a ship full of grain. Who do you think they're going to blame this on? America. I mean Russia. <laughs> I mean, we didn't do it. We, it was Russia did it. Well, because you know, you know that Russia grain has... dust. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go yeah, ahead. grain dust is super volatile. By the way, so all you have to do is just turn off the ventilation fans while moving grain, and the static electricity in the grain dust itself will actually cause a spontaneous combustion. It will actually explode like a bomb, and so that static electricity builds up on that grain, gets into that dust, and that dust ignites. Kaboom. Uh, so all you gotta do is if you really want to make a, a grain fire happen, turn off your dryers, tr- turn off your blowers that get that, keep that static out of the air and all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you will have a major explosion. There was one here in Wichita that was out about 20 miles from me and I felt it when it popped. Uh, they had the, the dust, uh, the dust fans weren't going like they were supposed to. And, uh, it just ignited and it doesn't take like a, a fire to ignite it. It just it's just anything, just rubbing together too much static electricity. So all they got to do is you want to have a, a quote-unquote problem in the loading area, just turn the dust fans off. Doesn't have to be nefarious. Just just go turn that off and boop. It, oops, it exploded. Well, <laughs> Sorry. I'm seeing something nefarious here. I mean, we see too many of uh, these various different attacks to try to instigate war. Yeah, the uh, the explosion is just coincidentally a week after the United Nations called Russia terrorist in the Black Sea. Um, (laughs) I think that they're trying to instigate World War Three with Russia as fast as they possibly can. And and here's the thing is they keep on failing because Russia has absolutely nothing to gain 
from blowing up a port in Turkey, which is uh, Erdogan is one of Putin's friends. Right. <clears throat> so, it, but but Erdogan, it being Putin's friend, has blocked Finland and Sweden from actually joining NATO, and so this is also an attack there on on Erdogan. Right. But. I mean, dude, we are in epic times right now. These are biblical times, if people want to call it that. Um, absolutely. Over the next 18 months, we are going to see this whole world flipped on top of its head. Everything from probably global financial collapse and meltdown to the outbreaks of World War Three to societal collapse beginning here in the United States of America. Protests, riots, martial law potentially inbound. What can you do to protect yourself, guys? Go out there and get a hold of Dr. Kirk Elliott. He's with us every Wednesday on the show. But, I mean, to protect your nest egg, to protect your retirement, to protect the money in your bank account, there is one thing that you can do, and that's gold and silver. And and Jim likes to say, what, what is it, brass? Mm. What is it? What, gold, the silver, Jim? and brass to cover, to cover your... your ass. Right, that's right. Yeah. And... Gold and silver, it is held through the test of time, okay? Right. Now, not saying go put all your whole nest egg in there. What I'm saying is you should have some gold and silver in your portfolio. Silver is under leveraged 80 to 1 upon gold. When gold begins to move, silver is going to skyrocket, guaranteed. Dr. Kirk Elliott, you guys can get a hold of him at getgoldtoday.com. That's it sounds just it's written just the way it sounds. Getgoldtoday.com. And then when you're yeah. on that website, there is a um there's a form at the bottom and you can fill out that form. Or, I mean, if you if you guys aren't good on forms and stuff like that and rather just call um, I can give you Dr. Kirk Elliott's number here in a second. Yeah. There must be a lot of you going to that website. There's, it's not coming up for me. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Beat up. And I, I used to know the number right off the top of my head, but I haven't said it. It's 720-605-3900. There it is. Okay. 720-605-3900. That's Dr. Kirk Elliott. And you can leave him a voice message. Um, and and if they don't get a hold of you back within like two days, try again and try again and try again. I mean, they get really, really busy over there, but I guarantee you they're going to take care of you out there. And so if you have a 401k, a 403b, whatever it might be, what I need you to do is just go ahead and get a hold of them. And oh man, is the website down? Oh, I got to go check my my linkage. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well... Just Uh-oh. call. Don't go to that website yet. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. What do you think, Jim? What, what's your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, computers on are here to help you. What's that? Well, again, so this is a thing. So if I, I mean, I have stuff at the house. You know, I've got poundage or whatever you want to call it, or you know, a pound or two of it. And the thing is, is if I will always have that, it will not evaporate. Silver doesn't evaporate. Gold doesn't evaporate. I mean, if I had a bunch of, if I had a hundred tons of rice sitting on my property. Eventually, that rice is going to go bad. There's going to be something I'm going to have to do with it. I could leave that silver sitting there for 100 years or more, and it's all going to still be the same amount of silver. So why wouldn't I do it? Why wouldn't I do it just to make sure that I've got a little something, just in case, whether it's whether we have the you know impending apocalypse effect that we have now with the global world war, 
but just have it on hand. What, how, how that, why would that be silly? You know, why would it be silly to have? Let's say you don't want to do that. Let's say you want to just buy silver quarters. Well, then go buy silver quarters or half dollars or silver dollars. If you feel like somehow you still have to attach it to currency, still do it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. That's all we have for you for today. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Take care. See you then. There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back, everybody. The Dark Delight Show here on your extended, y'all. I don't know where that came from. Your extended lunch hour on Mondays and Wednesdays. Yeah, that's right. You got me, Jim Price here, WISL, sitting around with you guys, hanging out middays. What are you doing? Hey, what's going? No, I'm just kidding. Um, as we go through these different topics, there's so much out there. Do you guys know that uh, your pedo in chief has got the ability to send another three thousand people over to the Middle East for no particular reason? Well, we know what they're doing. Uh, 3,000 U.S. soldiers and Marines uh, sailed in the Red Sea on Monday after uh, transiting the Suez Canal in a pre-announced deployment. I'm glad we announced our deployments. We're announcing it. Hello, we're all going to go deploy. The U.S. Navy's fleet, Fifth Fleet, said in a statement, the reinforcements were carried abroad. The reinforcements were carried abroad. The, uh, I'm sorry, I, 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 I'm trying to do my radio voice here, or my uh, news voice, and I can't even read. Say, so I changed my voice. I can't read. It's like a different character in my head. Yeah, we're all having a great time. The reinforcements were carried aboard the U.S. Bantam and the U.S. Carter Hall warships, providing a greater flexibility and maritime capacity to the Fifth Fleet. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, let's see. Their arrival followed a U.S. announcement last month it would deploy a destroyer, F 13, F 16 warplanes, along with Amphibious Readiness Group. Uh, that sounds great. These are not problems. So F-35s, F-16s, amphibious. Uh, now nah, this one, this will be, this, yeah, this is what you do. You just kind of hang out in the Middle East with amphibious groups that happen to be just right there, you know, by Ukraine and stuff. The United States military said Iran has either seized or attempted to take control of nearly 20 international flagships in the region over the past two years. And Biden, a White House, wants to see more forces in the region to stand by ready to engage Iran if required. <sighs> you think that's a real thing, guys? I mean, seriously, think about this. You know, they, they, it's all about, it's all about Iran. You know, Iran's doing that whole <laughs> thing. Uh, they're just doing Iran stuff. So as you're doing that, as you know, the Biden says, well, we need to have 3000 more guys sent to that area on an amphibious unit. Now, wait, if they're, if they're attacking ships on the water, 
Iran is attacking ships on the water, and then we have ships on the water. Why would we need a water land unit to attack ships on the water? I mean, I, I'm just asking for a friend here. If they're sending over, if they're sending over boats, and they're sending these marines over, then why are they sending the amphibious units? I mean, just asking for a friend. You know, I don't know. Crazy. Uh, the Great Reset, um, almost ne- um, negligible. Biden administration quietly cuts uh, estimated savings in proposed crackdown on gas stoves. The Department of Energy quietly reduced its um, appraisal on how much consumers would save if proposed gas stove efficiency standards, oh, through the proposed gas stove efficiency standards by 2030. Uh, the DOE, oh, I just love these acronyms. No, I don't. Uh, initially proposed um, issue, um, sorry, issue on Friday, proposal issued on Friday. Um, <laughs> Guys, I am not doing good today. It is... It, I got a case of the Mondays. No, I don't. Anyway. All right. So back in February, uh, they estimated that the new energy standard for conventional consumer cooking products... Conventional consumer cooking products. Conventional? I didn't know we had conventional consumer cooking products. That's a thing? Uh, would save consumers 13 cents per month. And utility costs over the lifespan of a gas-powered cooking products, according to the AHAMS calculations. Who is the AHA? Oh, Association of Home Appliance Manufacturing. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we need more acronyms, guys. I didn't realize that was a thing. The Association of Home Appliance Manufacturers. Well, okay. Uh, can you, can can we just start doing, can I go to that meeting and ask if they'll start doing toasters? I would like to have an American made toaster. I don't think it's that much to ask a metal box with a heat filament timer and heat, uh, heat coils inside of it with a little spring thingy in the bottom. Can we, we can't do that in America anymore. I mean, seriously, guys, I'll pay extra. Just saying. I'll have to get with the Association of Home Appliance and Manufacturers, the AHAM. All right, so the Department of Energy, the DOE, let's see, let's see, uh, they're saying that uh, they were going to save 13 cents per month over the lifespan of a gas-powered products. Uh, The updated figures reflect a 30% reduction in the estimated energy savings with the DOE now approximating that customers will be able to save an average of 9 cents a month on their utility payments. What? Like, who wrote this article? It's not even... Come on. The revised savings estimates uh, resulted from the Department of Energy recognizing that the current available cooking products are more efficient than its earlier analysis assumed. (laughs) Okay. According to the AHAM, the updated savings underpinning the proposal's merits for almost negligible. Gas stoves are used in 40% of all American homes, and they are both cheaper and quicker to use than electric stoves. According to Bloomberg News, the DOE proposal would require about 50% of the stoves to receive upgrades in order to meet new energy standards, according to the uh, Geraldine Richmond, oh, according to Geraldine Richmond of the DOE, who testified in July for a, for a House Oversight Subcommittee on Energy Policy, Economic Growth, and Regulatory Affairs Hearing. And I don't know where this article went, 
But this is kind of like it's all over the place. So the problem is, is the the government's contradicting itself. Here's what the whole thing is: the con- the government's contradicting itself. It's trying to say that there's a bigger problem than there is, and there really isn't. And the fact that they keep having to move their their ratios around because they can't seem to get things right, it, it shows you that they were lying to begin with. It, it's absolutely a, a bold face lie. I don't understand that. It is absolutely. Oh, oh! Let me let me go on to this one real quick here. This is an article. It says uh, talking about the attorney general, the same attorney who is perse- persecuting uh, Trump. Let former FBI Andrew McCabe go free after lying under oath and gave um, uh, Imran Awana a sweetheart deal. He also is now going after Bannon and Stone after being pardoned by President Trump. Uh, I remember uh, being absolutely appalled when the DOJ made the decision not to indict Deep State Andrew McKay for lying under oath. The DOJ prosecutor and the FBI agents and, and, and executives should be held to a higher standard. Uh, it says McCabe leaked confidential investigation details and information to the media to advance his personal interests. The inspector general released a scathing report on McCabe on April of 2018, stating he lacked candor following his illegal media leaks. When the DOJ announced that they were not going to prosecute um, Andrew McKay for lying under oath, uh, the deep state was happy. So what we're seeing here is that the people that are going after Trump are the ones who really have the most to hide. I mean, think about that. That's really what is going on here. They have the most to hide. They have the most to fear for their facts being found out to be completely inaccurate. I mean, that's what it really boils down to. Their their facts, the things that they are saying are true, are going to come out completely bass backwards. And I know that doesn't you know that doesn't sit well with you guys because you're like, hey, these guys have a credibility issue. We got to get this right. Uh, I said that earlier, and yeah, that's right. They do have a credibility issue. They do have to get this right. Now, not only is it that we've got a prosecutor that is all screwed up with an identity problem here. But we also have another issue. Corrupt Obama judge overseeing Trump's case has a history of outrageous corrupt rulings, um, crushing conservatives and letting liberals off scot-free. So this is uh, this is the, this this the whole thing is not going to end well. This is all going to be found out. This is a pattern of key cases being always being assigned to corrupt Obama judges. And isn't that magical how that works? What was it? Uh, Trump put in what a thousand judges and all this all all across from appellate courts to all through the circuit courts and all this stuff, but yet we just seems to be that he just keeps finding the Obama judge over and over and over again. But those are supposed to be blindly picked by a randomization machine that should not be just you know uh, oh hey judge it's your turn. No, it's actually randomized. It's supposed to be randomized. No one is supposed to know which judge you're going to get until you get whichever judge it is. That's not how it's happening here, is it? One of the main problems with Smith's case against Trump in D.C. is the judge, Tanya uh, Chutkin, Chutkin, C-H-U-T-K-A-N, Cutkin, 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 how about we just call her Tanya? All right, Tanya was assigned to the case, so let's go on, Tanya. All right, the judge assigned Tuesday to handle a special case, Jack Smith's 2020 election case against Trump, poured thousands of dollars into Uncle Barry's campaign. Aww. Oh, Tanya's a giver. Thanks, Tanya. 
Uh, see, Tanya's, uh, see, Trump faced an indictment uh, at the hands of a federal judge in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday on four new charges related to his alleged affa- affa- efforts to challenge the results in 2020 presidential election. Now, guys, I have gone back to the exact tweets. Now, let, me, let me do this for you here just for a second. Let me do this. Let me go back to the exact tweets where Trump is talking about, like, hey, guys, no, we're, we're not, you know, be peaceful. Uh, we back the blue. All, you remember all these things that he supposedly did or didn't do? And why is my, my Twitter feed is locked up? There we go. All right, come on. I'm not trying to highlight everything. You know what, computer? This is enough. I've had enough. Just stop. You just quit being like this. This is absolutely ridiculous. Um, here's one from December 2020. More corrupt election, uh, most corrupt election in U.S. history. This is December of 2020. Um, he spied on my campaign and got caught. This is August 19th of 2020. And these are just references that Trump has done. Uh, this is what I was really amazed by. This one's from 2014. This, this is a tweet from 2014. We're talking, this is March of 2014. We're almost, almost full 10 years later. Healthy young children, or I'm sorry, healthy young child goes to doctor, gets pumped with massive shot of many vaccines, doesn't feel good, and changes into autism. Many such cases. March 28th of 2014, Trump was tweeting that out. This is, I just don't think people get this. This is amazing stuff. So see how it ties into this case? All this is going to come out. All right, guys, with commercial break coming up here at WYSL. Be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show here on WYSL. I'm your host, Jim Price, Extended Lunch Hour. Yeah, who's got the bad name now? Oh, Tanya. You know, Tanya. All right, well, let's talk about Tanya and all her beautiful goings on. But I want to re- I want to go back to these tweets here. With, with President Trump. Now, listen, there. this was a 2014 tweet, okay? Then you go down to December 1 of 2020. He issues the OAN interview of Jesse Morgan, a truck driver, subcontract for the United States Postal Service. I actually played this video on my show the other day. It's a 9-minute, 25-second video of him testifying how he was a guy who used to back his trailer up. Boom, they'd load their stuff on. Boom, he'd go do his route. And boom, he'd get paid. And that's it. Well, for some reason, he, he, everything was delayed. He was getting these big cartons put on his truck, all this other stuff, what they call Gaylord boxes, stuff like that. Now, that's th- these things aren't aging well, right? So we go back through. Here's another one. Donald Trump put out November 11th, 2020. You are looking at ballots. This is what our country has become. Now, he's showing where there this ballot drop-off box where this guy has literally duffel bags full like he can't even get the zipper open because the duffel bag is so full of ballots this is a real thing so i've been really kind of amazed at how many of these trump tweets are not aging well i would just go back through my own tweet feed if i was him while i was doing you know the whole uh uh you know the trial thing it's like hey let me read my tweet from 2014 about this let me read my tweet about 2020 let me show you the video i put out there from this I think there's more to come on this whole thing. Trump faces an indictment at the hands of a federal judge in Washington on Tuesday on four counts related to his alleged uh, efforts to challenge the results of 2020 presidential election. 
to uh, and incite the January 6th riot. Now, guys, we all saw Portland burning down. We all saw Chicago burning down. We saw Saks Fifth Avenue burning down or, or Fifth Avenue in New York burning down. We saw L.A. burning down. We saw St. Louis. We saw all these different places across this country. Places in Minnesota got burnt down. Now, you please tell me how it is that the cops sat back, watched people burn these buildings down, targets, uh, quick trips, all these different grocery stores, different types of convenience stores, what was it, a Wendy's, the police, police stations, all these other things. Now, those are because Black Lives Matter. And because Black Lives Matter is okay with them burning everything down because that's how they want to represent their movement and they all believe their movement is this really great thing, that's fine. But if we go in there, we stand there, and they release a 5,000-pound magnetic lock to open up these solid steel doors that have 300-pound handles, 300-pound breakaway handles. In other words, 300 pounds, the handle will break away. So you're telling me these 300-pound breakaway handles that are on the doors that were released from the 5,000-pound magnetic lock, that was the riot? That's the riot you're referring to? The fact that people were just standing outside of their Capitol building? You guys are the one that sent hundreds. Now, listen to me, folks. This is all going to come out. And I know you aren't. You haven't heard a lot of this, but there's going to be hundreds of, of federal and state local agents are going to be in the crowd. Every single one of the people that you saw that really had the MAGA hats on, the ones that you saw that were the ones that were really looked like they were the Trump supporters, well, that's all the paid actors. That's all the paid actors because you paid them to be there. You paid them and trap your, your fellow citizen. You paid them to go do that. Now, let's go on back to the January 6th thing. We've got a couple of minutes for the commercial break at the bottom of the hour. All right, so go on. So U.S. District, uh, US District Judge Tanya, who will handle the case, was an, uh, um, an Obama appointee in 2014 and contributed more than 4300 to his presidential candidate campaign. The Victory Fund campaign... Uh, from 28 to 2012, according to the Campaign Finance Disclosure Review by the Washington Examiner, Tanya, Tanya's donations were made while she was working uh, at Boys Schiller Flexner, a major law firm with over a dozen offices across the United States. She also, she also in 2008, gave 250 bucks to Senator Christy Gillibrand, Kristen Gillibrand. That's uh, your Democrat from New York. You remember her, Kristen, Kristen, Kirsten? Through the Federal Election Commission database, doesn't list her backing any federal candidates after September 12th. Huh. But, oops, Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that more later. 2019, Catania was given the Mueller case, Mueller gang's case, against the Russian uh, Martina Batina. Martina Batina? Wow, that's a heck of a name. Martina Butina. Uh, July 18th, 2018, the New York Times reported the following in an article entitled Maria Butina, Suspected Secret Agent, Used Sex in Covert Plan, prosecutors say. And let's see. So this was uh, Butina was sentenced to 18 months of prison after pleading guilty to conspiring uh, to act as a foreign agent, admitting that she was part of the Russian effort to influence U.S. policy. Or U.S. politics. Now, guys, listen. This lady was she was sentenced to eighteen years or eighteen months, not eighteen years. Eighteen years for saying that she actually was trying to affect U.S. uh, politics, which is exactly what we do globally. I mean, how do you think Dominion voting systems got into Brazil? 
How do you think all these different ESNS and and uh, these other kind of uh, voting systems get across this globe? Because we put them there. Because we're affecting their politics. So according to this, we sentenced uh, this lady uh, 18 months because she says she was acting as a foreign agent, admitting that she was a part of the Russian effort to influence U.S. politics. Well, what are we going to do to ourselves? Are we going to prosecute ourselves? Because this is what we're doing. We do this every single day. What do you think we're doing in Ukraine? That's called election tampering. I'm going to let you know that right now. Full-fledged. And by the way, they're getting ready to have an election. Right. Uh, let's see. All right. So four years, a Russian, uh, a Russian accused of being a covert agent pursued a brazen effort to infiltrate conservative circles, influence powerful Republicans while she secretly was in contact with Russian intelligence operatives. A senior Russian official and a billionaire oligarch close to the Kremlin, who she called her funder. Oh, whatever. Uh, let's see. Tanya told the DOJ to provide Brady material to the defense in the case, but the DOJ said that there was nothing to provide. Uh, Bertinia's uh, uh, attorney specifically mentioned Patrick Burns uh, as being connected to the DOJ, yet his information was never provided to the defense team. Oh, Patrick Burns came up in that, huh? Somebody's got some questions to answer. Tanya apparently didn't care. She was uh, apparently fine with Bettina being placed in solitary confinement. Patrick Burns came out and shared what he didn't think uh, Bertina was a Oh, Patrick Burns came out and shared that he didn't think Bertina was a spy or any, of any sort, but it doesn't matter to Tanya, Tanya's court. So this is this lady. She's got a real credibility issue here. Let's get to the good parts here. Uh, let's. Da, 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 da. This is just going through all of her case history, where she literally just you abuses people as a as a trial attorney, or not trial attorney, but a trial judge. She really has a problem here. Unbelievable. All right, uh, moving on. That it just goes down, displays all this. Now remember, this judge that we're talking about here with this this Britannia case and all this, whatever, however you say her name. Well, she not only is tied directly with Comey, she's also tied in with Andrew McKay. She's also tied in with Hillary Clinton. She's tied in with Uncle Barry. She has uh, gone through on J6ers and literally made sure they stayed in solitary confinement. She has literally not allowed for any type of change of venue. She has literally doubled or tripled sentencing for every single January 6er. She has made sure that there was zero allowability for bond at all. Like none. They're not even saying like, hey, if you come up with a million bucks, we'll let you out. No, they're not even allowing bond at all on these guys. So this is the judge that you're going to see that's going after Trump. And it's going to be, it's going to get sticky, guys. It really is because this, what, so this is what you'll have to do. You'll have to go through this whole thing. We're going to have to over explain why this judge is, a, is not the person to represent us. Or well, represent us as in Americans, right? Isn't these isn't this our judicial system? I mean, seriously. But this will come out. Her credibility will come out. What she's been doing, how she's been handling cases, all these things. It'll be a review of her career. And this is all public knowledge out there, by the way. All these judges live under this imaginary cloak of invisibility, but in reality, all this stuff is right out there for us to go catch. When you see all this stuff, you don't have to wait for it. You don't have to, like, do a FOIA or anything like that. It's literally available, all this stuff. But it takes time. 
You have to know how to search for it. Blah, blah, blah. So, so that's just how it works, right? So anyway, but this, uh, this issue with this lady is going to come out. It will be a good thing. Just hang in there. Uh, I don't know if I'd read you guys the article last week that I told you guys about the UN is changing their, they're changing their direction on climate change. I, I actually asked this question. I think it was on my show last week. I said, listen, guys, they're talking about, you know, back in 1880, 1860, 1820, you know, Wichita, Kansas broke a, an all time record back in 1888. You know, it's like 1888. You're talking about, so they were using a mercury thermometer on a piece of wood out in the middle of the prairie. And you're telling me that this guy knew exactly when each day to measure the time was that as, as so was he writing it down minute by minute as he watched the little mercury go up and down and up and down? Did he take vacations? What did he do when there was, you know, when he was sick? Did he still, you know, every minute like, oh gosh, I'm so sick. Oh, it's 52 degrees. Maybe he was delirious. Oh, it hit a record today. It was so hot. Oh, it was so cold. It was the record. But my problem with this is we're running around digital scales and we can't seem to find out accuracy in our world now. But you're telling me with mercury scales on a wooden board, they were able to figure that out? All right, guys, our commercial break coming over to WYSL. We'll be back here in just a couple minutes. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. You're sitting at an hour here on Mondays and Wednesdays. Your host, Jim Price. Thank you so much for being a WYSL. Guys, remember, this is what we're doing here. This is the world we're living in. Understand, don't get yourself, don't get yourself all wound up. Don't get, don't get caught around the axle on this whole thing. We have a lot of great answers, but you got to be mindful. Now, can I do a little celebration? Can I dance on the grave of somebody? Is this, are you guys going to be okay with this for a second? Now, Jim. What do you mean you're going to dance on a grave? I don't want you to do anything that's going to cause a spiritual backlash. And, you know, Jesus is watching you. All right. Uh, well, I don't know about uh, I don't know about the, the part where he would be upset about this, but do you guys remember seeing the whole uh, women's soccer team, the purple, blue-haired, teal lady or dude or whatever it is that that guy calls himself? Uh, well, he missed the penalty point, which would have t- which would have tied the continue the uh, penalty kicking phase of the of the world uh, the world soccer league thing the whole FIFA thing well Megan uh, she didn't make it and so Megan the one that kneeled during the whole Olympics thing who made herself this because I'm because I'm gay I'm am not patriotic because I'm gay I don't love America because I'm gay you know you know respect my authority and I'm gonna take a knee because you know, to say that one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all, holds back black and brown and uh, lesbian gay people. By the way, I don't know if you guys knew that or not. That's a thing. So when the founding far- far- uh, farmers, found, well, they a lot of more farmers, really. When they call them plantations, guys, don't get all wound around the axle about, oh, they were plantation owners. That's a ranch, okay? That's what we call a ranch today. Let's not get all wound up on it. But of a lot of these farmers, I mean, that's what they did. They were re- all all they did. I'm just gonna go along with it. Let's go along with this left narrative for a second here. Everything that they're saying that that we did in the in the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution was all about holding down minorities. So when it says you know you know uh, we were all created equal, you know, and, and this and that, that whole thing that they were lying about that. 
What they meant was they were created equal, but nobody, nobody else was, especially if you're black or brown or yellow or, or Irish, you know, or just another human being besides themselves. So understand that. That's all they did. The Declaration of Independence was about keeping all the minorities on the, you know, down, and it was all about slavery. And that's what all the that's what all the uh, the articles in the Bill of Rights was referring to is making sure that the you know slave owners maintained ownership of everybody. Wait, it didn't, did it? It didn't happen once in there. But yet we keep being told over and over again that's exactly why why we can't do the Star Spangled Banner and the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution because of how racist it really is. So I'm trying to figure out why it is that we think we're so racist because of those documents. Why is it the Star Spangled Banner it says? Liberty and justice for all. That's racism? Well, okay. So now wait, how how does that how does this this chick want this? I mean, she's she's saying uh, you know, that you know, she took a knee because her her gay rights are not celebrated and all this other stuff, and that she doesn't have the right to to perform in America because okay, guys, I think it was a setup. <laughs> I'm just gonna go with this right here. I'm gonna go with it was a setup. Uh, Megan, I think did it purposely. I really do guys. I, why do I say that? And that sounds like I'm reading, trying to read minds and I can do this and that. And I'm, you know, in the wrong place in this whole thing. But why do I say that? Because when she kicked the ball, she put her chin to her chest and she smiled the biggest greeting smile you'd ever seen. The biggest poop-eating grin you've ever seen a person smile. She was smiling big. Now, I know it. Only, you know, she kind of recovered herself and then looked up and looked very sorrowful. But the initial kick was a, a laughter and smile. So right after the kick, watch her face and you see her doing that. Why does an individual who is getting paid millions of dollars, American dollars, say America sucks while making a million dollars? playing a childhood game that nobody watches. I mean, yeah, around the world people watch, but they don't watch women's soccer. And I'm not saying that women's soccer isn't worth playing and isn't worth watching. I just don't watch it. That's my preference. But do you see where I'm going with this whole thing? Is we got an individual who's making millions of dollars off of our economy, off of our lifestyle. But then the first thing that they try to, try to do is they try to go out there and tear everybody down, tear everybody apart. And that's a sad, sad part of this, is that she has that platform, but she doesn't understand the responsibility and what it really means to not be a person who tears down a good thing. See, that's all she has to do. She, oh, okay, listen. Listen, oh, hold on a second. All she had to do was go out there and kick a nylon or a plastic rubber-tubed ball. It's got little patterns on it little valve stem hole in the little side of it there and it says fifa on the side of it all she had to do was go kick that ball and that and think think those that have been paying her profusely for playing women's soccer in the olympics and paying for her bills and paying for her medical and her food and her travel and all these other things that's all she had to do but did she choose to do that no she tried to turn this Turn to weaponize this into something it's really not, and here we are. Uh, we do have a caller coming in. Uh, Dave, are you there? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to touch on Gav hey, Stoes, but before I 
do that. Oh, yeah. I got to admonish you, buddy. Last week was Rizzo or Rizzo, Lizzo, whoever. And oh, yeah, Lizzo. Yeah, yeah. Megan, yeah. This is after lunch, man. You get, let's talk about some beautiful <laughs> women here. <laughs> Try to keep you guys on a diet, man. Keep you, uh, keep you, you thin. You're out doing there. good, man. Yeah, yeah, so you were just to back up a little with the gas stoves, you know. When I was a kid, right. when I was a kid, um, we had a, a gas-fired furnace, right, 80% efficient, right. whatever it was. And when the power would go out, it would still heat up, but then, you know, the yeah. limit switch would come on and the, the blower wouldn't come on, so it would shut off. But it never let the house freeze. The gas stove, right. it didn't have a plug on it, right? Now they're yep. stupid. I got a gas stove. I mean, a lot of gas appliances for now. and uh, yeah. But it's got a stupid plug on it with a, a, a heating element instead of a standing pilot, so it draws like what? six amps the whole time the oven's on. It's stupid. No way. Uh, yeah, I'm like, you we're know, not we getting any smarter. We're not. We're no, not. no. The, the beautiful thing about a gas appliance or a diesel engine was once you got them going, they didn't need any electricity. But now they're yeah. nothing but computerized gizmos. Well, safety uh, first. That's what it's all about. Making sure that you are safe because we don't want you to die early. Well, take this government chemical and that'll help you die early. But you don't don't die because you died on your own. We want to kill you. I think that's the plan. <laughs> I think they should just take all the warnings off of every product and let nature sort yeah. itself out. Because, you yeah. know, if you need an instruction or a warning on, say, a, a torch or a lighter, you probably shouldn't be using it. <laughs> <laughs> Point away from your body. Really? I got to paint the little way. Well, I don't understand that. Yeah, that's how that goes. Yeah, we get rid of the... the that's the Darwin effect, right? You let the Darwin effect kick in, just get rid of all the safety protocols. I mean, they're lying to us about the products that are in it anyway. Why not just take the label off altogether? Yeah, right. And if you don't know what it is, well, good luck with it. You know, do not uh, just well, a million of them. But yeah, do not attempt to yeah. stop blade with any part of human body. Who would do that? <laughs> it's a challenge. It's for those guys drinking beer in the garage, trying to see if they can stop the the uh, spa- the saw blade from spinning. Or like that. I, uh, I would never know I'll what that's about. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Keep up the good show, man. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Well, again, you know, that's again, get rid of all the labels. You know, it, here's the thing. If you're going to sit there and lie to me, use all these different names and things for food products that you're putting in my, let's say, uh, you know, the uh, what was that uh, chicken in a basket? You know, chicken and basket crackers are amazing. I mean, they are unbelievably good. Chicken and a biscuit. When I say basket, chicken and a biscuit. Love those things. Love them. But do you ever read the product description of the side of that box? It doesn't sound like something you should be putting in your face. None of it sounds like food. All of it's been refined and regurgitated into something that it really isn't. And so, really, we have a problem with... Why even put it on there? If you're not even going to really be honest with me about what's really in the box, then why even bother to fake it with all the fancy names and all that other stuff? You know, why is Zaxxon gum in everything? Why is it Carnuba wax is in everything? Why is it that propylene glycol is in everything? Propylene glycol is what they will tell you not to let your animals drink because it will cause a urinary failure and they will die. Antifreeze. Yeah, propylene glycol, the same, same stuff that they were um, purifying or um, uh, they, when, when they would go to do the whole 
um, purification of the swabs, you know, for the testing for the coronavirus, the Mexican beer flu, they were using propylene glycol to sterilize the the swabs for your nose. So you were putting antifreeze right up against your blood brain membrane. But you know, if you take that stick, you guys know that that they take that stick and they shove it right up up your nose at two and a half inches right there. That's where your the little sac that your brain sits in. There's a little layer way up in the top of your nasal cavity, right up in there at the top. And that's where they would get the blood accidentally. As they were running that stick up there, they would actually pierce that sac. They would pierce that sac. Now, if, they, if you were to pierce the sac uh, of, a, of the womb for a baby, well, it would cause the amniotic fluid to start leaking out. Well, what do you think that's going to do with your brain fluid? You know, what do you think it's going to do there? What do you think it's things are? See, that sac is meant so that you can't get foreign objects into the brain tissue. That sac is meant to protect it and keep it moist and make sure it keeps its little little uh, thing going in there. You know, a little homogenous, you know, that keeps the juices flowing, right? But if you go up there with a little wooden stick with some cotton on the end of it, after you stick it in some antifreeze, and then you let it dry, because you don't want it to be wet, and you go and you ram that up into your brain, that'll that'll fix it. See, this is this is the problem, folks. They just keep lying to us, but they keep saying they're telling the truth, and they're not. All right, got a commercial break coming up here at WYSL. We'll be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to Dark Delight Show here at WYSL. Appreciate you guys hanging in there. Hey, uh, we do have a caller coming in already. Ellen, are you there from Avon? Yes, I am. Hey, good to see you, or hear from you, I guess. Thanks. Yeah, good to hear from you, too. And you have a wonderful voice for radio. I think you oh, have probably well, one you. of the best voices in radio. And Uh-oh. then Josh, your buddy there, I think he sounds yeah. like the Star Trek, the Captain Kirk. Only ah. he talks faster, <laughs> and he's just, you're fun to listen to. What I want to say thank to you, because you brought up that, um, I guess it's called the PCR test, where they had yeah. that swab yeah. in there and what's on the end of it oh, yeah. and how that right. punctures possibly your brain. That is so informative. Oh. Every week at the schools, and I'm sure it's very yeah. shocking to hear that that yeah. could be oh, what's going on. And uh, well, I would think about that. If you weren't thing. if you weren't going to get the shot, remember they told you if you can't get the shot, go get the test. Right, and you know yeah. people don't know what's on the end of that or how sensitive that is up there and even i just feel bad for children and anybody mm-hmm. that was coerced into doing that but um Absolutely. i also want to thank you you did a daily dose show uh that's a different show that you have yeah a video and you did go into a rant one day i think you were wearing a light color vest and it was a uh-huh. couple days ago or something yeah. and i was stunned i was truly stunned because you have a righteous anger about you that is so pure and talking about, go ahead, come and get me. You know, you just get yeah. so tired of sitting back, trying to inform mm-hmm. people, and you get oh, yeah. the hand in your face because they don't <laughs> want to hear extreme words, you know, and things like that. Right. And it's, yeah. you know, people in your own family. So I'm just calling mm-hmm. to say thank you once again, and I'll yeah. get off because I know you're so No, you're great. You're great. Well, sometimes it's nice to hear that, that, that we're doing a good job out there because – I always call it the analogy I use is the five gallon bucket on top of my own head, and I'm just yelling at myself like nobody is listening. And uh, I think what uh, she's referring to, and, and I do appreciate you calling in. And this is the stuff that we like hearing, guys. We really do, um, because we get on here, we get to going, and it's like, 
hello anybody out there you know so thank you so much for calling in and avon is a wonderful place to be from so thank you so much and don't hesitate to call out uh, call us again okay fortunately so i've been going and uh oh. finally oh. i've gotten the courage up to meet up with some groups outside of avon that Perfect. are uh, much more you know together so yeah Hopefully more yeah, people from Avon will call in and, and agree <laughs> with you. Well, you guys, got, you guys got to keep uh, keep talking, keep meeting. Don't let them silence you because your silence is compliance, right? Walks around the village and I try to talk to people and, you know. Yeah. But it's easier to join a, a group if you can find one. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, thank you so much and we'll have you back on soon, all right? Good trips. Oh, I don't know if she can hear me or not, so... All right, we'll talk to you soon. I apologize about the the audio connection. I think she had a little bit of a connection issue there. But, you know, my the analogy that, you know, we, we're talking about there is, you know, you guys got to keep moving, keep talking. I mean, it's great that she has that group out there. And I, I apologize, uh, Ellen, if you uh, wasn't able to hear me there. The cell phone connection was a little bit off. And so hang in there. Thank you so much for that call. Like I said, it, the analogy is I have the five-gallon bucket on top of my head and I'm just yelling at myself. Well, I'm glad to hear you guys are out there. Sounds like she's going to go ahead and go out there and get with groups because get, get active. That's guys. That's the checkbox. Okay. Why, why am I doing this? Why is Josh do this? Why is WYSL putting themselves out there like this? Because of that phone call right there. She's going to go ahead and go start working with some small groups. She's going to continue to talk. She's going to get her message out there because she doesn't want her silence to be compliant. She wants to be non-compliant. I, and I, I'm actually going to be posting a meme out here. I worked on it this weekend, and I put up memes every now and again, but the statements that I'll put out there, you know, this is important for us to remember these little cliche things we talk about. We say, well, they're cliche, and I don't mean them to be cliche, but but they are. And this is a big, big part of all these things. So one of the things I'm going to put out there, this is a meme I made the other day. Uh, remember, your your future is a reflection of your heart now. Make sure your heart is in the right place every day better than the day before. And that's a part of you just making growing. Growing and growing and growing and being better than the way being better than the day before. Now, this goes to her statement. She goes, Well, I'm out there trying to find, you know, I want to work with these small groups. I want to get active. You know, people in Avon, you know, I want to talk to, you know, she's like, I want to talk to people in the village. I want to be able to, to move the needle. Here's what's happening to us right now, folks. And this is where you guys can, you know, I, she said I was uh, wearing a, I know exactly it was, it was last Wednesday. It was after the whole uh, Trump thing was going down and everybody, I was wound up. It's like, where, where do I turn myself in? What, what, what concentration camp do I go to? Do I go to the jail? Do I go to the prison? Where do I turn myself in? Because right now, guys, everything is illegal. You're illegal. You're an insurrectionist. You're a, you know, uh, you're extremist. You're all these other things, right? So this is the other meme I came up with. When everything is illegal, there is nothing left but disobedience. I mean, seriously, if they make everything illegal, then everything I'm doing is disobedient. Do you see where that works? Everything I do is illegal, so only thing I can do is disobedience. So if I'm going to be disobedient, I will also make it worth my while, correct? That's the world we live in. And I am really, I am, I, I, I thank you for that phone call. I tell you what, that was nice of her. And I, not that, not that you other guys are calling in and stuff. And, and I love you guys' phone calls, but John and uh, Jackson, and we had all these different ones. You guys have been fantastic. And some of the regulars, 
calling in. You guys are great, great ideas and way to bring in the crowd because I know a lot of you guys are working on voter integrity stuff. You guys talked to me about it when I was out there. Do not stop talking about it. But remember, but remember, you guys are the problem because you guys don't want to accept what they've told you as being fact. You know, that's this. This is the problem, guys. You are not willing to just do what you're told. Roll over and die. Now, here's an article going along with what we've been talking about here. Pro-life father running for Congress after the Biden DOJ tried to lock him up for 11 years. Man who knows the price for standing up for what he believes in wants to bring those beliefs to Congress. Mark uh, Hoke, I think it's Hoke, Hoke, H-O-U-C-K, H-O-U-C-K, was arrested by the FBI after an incident outside an abortion clinic, but let, was later cleared of federal charges by a jury. Wow, he had to go all the way to a jury trial, which means he spent a lot of zeros, probably maybe ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars, depending on what his attorney uh, his attorney wants to charge. Now it could cost you up to a hundred thousand dollars for an attorney to go to trial. I don't know if you guys know that or not, but it's expensive. Uh, I have seen a, I've seen it firsthand what an out of control government can do to citizens. Uh, he said on his website, "I will fight to protect all people and the right under God and our Constitution. My platform is based on common sense." This, uh, this quote, uh, the site quotes the Book of Esther, for I, I'm sorry, if you remain silent at this time, relief uh, and deliverance will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish, and who knows but that you have come to your position for such a time as this. So let me paraphrase a little bit, but in other words, so when you are silent, okay, when you are silent, that means that the relief and deliverance is going to come to someone else, okay? And that you're going to perish. And that's what he's talking about. When you are silent, when you don't bother to stand up, when you don't bother to do the right thing, you will die. Hoke explained his staunch pro-life views on his sites, uh, writing, I believe as we look at the, the vastness of the universe and try to find life, we must also recognize how rare life is in the universe. Therefore, we must defend all human life at all stages of development. And I do believe that, guys. I am the same thing. It's uh, He actually has a video of his arrest where they came in and raided. And the guys, let me explain something to you. When and, and this, I'm speaking to you from experience. When they come in to your house, you know, I don't live, I live in a 1,500-square-foot house on an acre. I don't live in a Grand Taj Mahal by any stretch of the means. I, I downsized. I think a 1,500-square-foot house is plenty for me. But when they have 15 officers in a 15-square-foot house, they basically got you covered, don't you think? But that's what they do when they want to come arrest an individual. They bring all their buddies with us like they have nothing else to do but come out there and get you. And they're coming, guys. All right, guys, be the difference maker out there. Remember, this is your fight. This is your time. Remember the 10% you do for your neighbor, community, city, county, state, the federal government. The more you do for them, the less they have to do for you. Learn how to be selfless and not so damn selfish. The world will be a far, far better place. Remember, hold the line, hold fast, not give up, not give in. We will win, I promised. I am Jim Price with the WYSL Show. Don't go anywhere, guys. we got a big day ahead of us in WYSL. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.